Welcome to the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. Our conversations here will be an extension of the weekly Sisterhood Hour Twitter chat that takes place every Wednesday at 1pm CAT. Join my guests and I as we delve into the topics that impact us as women and explore the unique and sometimes similar life journeys that we're all on. The emphasis of the show is to empower, share experiences, as well as the lessons. It is not about excluding men. They are welcome to join conversation by not only listening and subscribing to this podcast, but by also being part of the positive movement in society to encourage healthier relationships with each other as partners, fathers, brothers, and friends. Sisterhood Our Conversations is a space that belongs to us as women, where we can be real and honest about our experiences, the past and present ones, as we plan and move forward to where we want to go and achieve what we want to. Join Sisterhood Our Conversations, where as women we are learning and growing, we challenge the status quo as we change the narrative through action, conversation and empowerment. Enjoy the episode. Hi. Hi, Despina. How are you? Fine, and you? My gosh, technology. Right? (laughs) (laughs) It has those moments when it's like, no, it's too early. I'm not doing this. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. (laughs) How are you doing? It's such an amazing experience chatting to you. Finally, we get to chat. Thank you so much. No, it's just, uh, you know, I've also got um, my daughter now, so she's just woken up, and of course, she just wants mom. Of course. You know, the joys of parenting in these times. <laughs> oh, it's it's interesting times. I mean, I remember I was telling you yesterday with my two-year-old, she refused to nap. She only wants to nap at like half past three. And for me, I'm like, that is so late. Yes. You're going to nap for like your power nap. And then I can't extend it for longer because then we're like, okay, what are we going to do at nighttime? <laughs> I know, I know, exactly. So, gosh, it's a challenge. And I think it's just also... They're struggling with their routine. Yeah, you know, it's not normal to be around the house all the time as well. I don't know if your daughter goes to. Is it a son? No, daughter. 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 Yeah, she goes to crash. Yes, you see. So yeah. this is also the, the thing. Yeah, it's uh, sure. but How are you guys holding up during lockdown, though? So the kids are actually quite resilient. So I've got two boys yeah. and and a girl. So uh-huh. and um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually quite impressed at how they're handling it. I'm going mm. a little. Stir fry crazy. Um, um, as much as I'm an introvert, I like yeah. to be around people, not for yeah. you know socializing or anything, but I like the noise. Yeah, and I think that comes with working in corporate for so long, and yeah. you know, just being working that you always yeah. had people around you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but other than that, it's fine. You know, okay. I do go out and do the shopping when we yeah. run out of food, but yeah. I think we're just really blessed that we've got a lot of space so the kids can go and play outside. Oh, um, brilliant. We're, not on, we're not on top of each other. And I think that makes yeah. a big, big difference. No, and it you- does. Also, it's, it's a little, um, like, it, it's out of my normal space because also, like, in the working world, there's people around and then mm-hmm. you want to go outside. And I'm a bit of, like, an ambivert. So, yes, I'm an introvert, but I like seeing people and interacting. Yes. So now it's just like, okay, so the only time you actually interact is when you go to the shop uh-huh. and, you know, via technology. And it's not really the same. And you realize how connected but disconnected you are with certain people. And it's like, oh, my gosh, that's a little scary. But it's made yeah, me um, kind of, like, look at 
the relationships and the way that I relationship and I friendship um, and, you know, am I really like being all in and being present Mm -hmm. or is it just one of those, oh, getting through it, let's be, you know, let's have small talk and call each other friends. There's no depth. (laughs) So it's It's really, it's really interesting times. So, I mean, look, I understand why we're doing the lockdown. It's important. Mm. And I mean, I'm just super grateful for all the essential service workers who are out there and doing their thing. I mean, every time I go to the shops and I see anybody in the aisles who works at the shop, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, Mm. it's hard because you're grateful for them for doing what they're doing because it keeps you going and your family going. But you're thinking, just, you know, stay safe. Like, you just want them to stay safe. I thank all the cashiers. I thank yeah. the security guards, you know, it's, and we have to, and I keep saying to them as well, you know, just be safe. Thanks so mm. much for what you do. Yeah. Um, and it's so interesting though, because even before the epidemic, yeah. I mean, the pandemic, should I say, yeah. um, we take for granted the role that they play. Yes. And they are essential workers all the time. Mm. Exactly. It just takes something like this to really reinforce how important they are. Exactly. Because without them, like, we've got nothing Mm-mm. at any point. Like, all the different things that we need, we don't have them. So it's, been, it's been quite an interesting experience. And thank goodness for the leadership that we have of the country. Yes. Like in, yes. Well. I think had we not had the president and the government that we have today, I think things would have been a lot, a lot more different. different. Yeah, it would absolutely but thank you so much for joining Sisterhood Our Conversations this morning and thank you. being part of this conversation. And I remember when um, I was put in touch with you, I sent some information about you and a different interview that you were doing. And I was like, what? He sounds <laughs> amazing. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> and I mean, apart from, you know, the work that you do and the book, I mean, your your company is called um, Purposeful Woman. I mean, for me, I'm just yeah. like, yes, we should all be purposeful. <laughs> we should all live with purpose, right? Yeah. And yeah. your book, Soar, um, mm. that just ties into it. And I think maybe because in my own life right now, I'm in a very like transition-y space mm. and I'm trying to figure out what soaring means to me. And mm. what being purposeful means. And not mm. just for me personally, but how do I share that and encourage others to do the same for themselves in their own way? So, mm. I mean, I'd love to talk about your work. Let's start there. I mean, how did um, your work with Purposeful Women start? Um, who's mm. Despina? Um, <laughs> what has your journey been? And how did you land up in this space? Yeah, so it's actually been quite a journey, should I mm. say. Um and everything links in. I mean, the yeah. book, the the company, yeah. it's all part of the journey. Yeah, and yeah. so when I came up with the definition of purposeful woman, should I say, I actually reached out to a few of my friends and colleagues at work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we came up with a definition that says a woman of courage and determination who yeah. takes deliberate action to empower herself to achieve her goals a woman who knows what she wants, she is clear on what is important and where she wants to go. Mm-hmm. And I think for the longest time, I didn't have that. I always yeah. knew there was something more that I needed to do. Yeah. Um, but I just wasn't clear about it. And I don't know if it's because I was so focused on what society and culture was telling me my purpose should be mm. that I was completely off track. So 
my background i'm i'm greek i was uh, you know my my mom and dad are both greek they mm-hmm. they um they were both born in greece oh wow um very yeah um arranged marriage so they didn't wow. know each other when they got married yeah my dad was in south africa my mom was you know in greece when they were betrothed should i say <laughs> um and i guess it starts there because mm. my mom didn't really have a choice um. in who she was going to marry wow um and she was very young. She was like 16 when this happened. Okay. And um, she came to South Africa, no support, no family, no nobody. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes you wonder, would I have done that to my daughter? Oh, you know, would yeah. I have chosen that for her? But understanding that the times were very different back yes. then, you know. Um, yeah. So then growing up in a very sheltered upbringing um, no, you know, you're not allowed to go out with boyfriends, you're not allowed <laughs> yes. to do anything like that. Yeah. And being surrounded <laughs> by role models that were very much like my mom. And mm. I would never have said that my mom is my role model if you had asked me. Because when we think about role models, we think about these women who are conquering the world, right? Yeah, that's um, true. But the messages that come with that. So never at mm. any point did my mom and dad say to me, you know, once you finish school, you need to get married. And that's the path that you're going to follow. But when you look around and you see that your mom is working with your dad, your Mm. aunt is working with her husband, um, and kind of that is what that generation was doing. The women were not only, you know, looking after the kids, raising the kids, but they were also supporting their husbands in their businesses. And what were the businesses? The businesses were restaurants, supermarkets, cafes. Um, Okay. So... I kind of got the message that when I leave school, that's going to be the path that I choose. I need to get married and have kids. Luckily, my parents wanted me to go, you know, and study something further. Um, So I did study accounting and auditing through UNISA, doing my articles at the same time. And ended up in a corporate career. (laughs) Um, That's okay. (laughs) Yes, you know, it's very good. And I say, you know, it's a journey, right? It's a journey. Mm, Um, And then just going on this path of working myself into um, a level, because I always had a very strong work ethic. So getting to a level that I was comfortable with. And this is where the comfort zone comes in. Oh, yeah. Um, So really feeling like I was doing what I was doing and I was doing it well, but was I really okay with it? And then mm-hmm. life happens, you know, I did get married. I did have, you know, my kids in a very short yeah. space of time, three kids in four years. Um, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Brave woman. Thank you. Yes. But I got married later in life and I think that's okay. what's happening now. Women are getting yeah. married later in life. Much later. Yeah. Hmm. So happy that I, did go down that path. I established okay. my career, um, you know, yeah. financially, all good, but okay. always having this feeling of, am I doing the right thing? Mm. Am I doing what's meant for me? Feeling like, is there purpose and meaning in what I'm doing? Yes. And then, you know, as I said, life comes along and gives you a clap over the head. <laughs> um, my husband and I had a traumatic experience five oh, years wow. ago. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of, it really changed my worldview number one yeah. okay. and number two it had me thinking um this is not okay mm. what you are doing is not meaningful yes it's really great it's very comfortable but yeah. you need to actually step out of your comfort zone and sure. the messages that we as women internalize 
you know, you yeah. need to be a mother, you need to be a wife, yeah. your career yeah. needs to take um, a step back. Yeah. Um, you're not supposed to take risks. You mustn't, you know, rock the boat. Yeah. Um, risk taking for women is something that we don't do. Yes, because so, we're not we're not encouraged to do that. And like you say, in terms of upbringing, exactly, you don't see a lot of women around you who are your first um, your first look into what womanhood looks like. Mm-hmm. You don't see that level of risk, and it could be varying degrees. But if you don't see it, then you're thinking, oh, okay, women don't take risks. Absolutely, and then also, you know, being surrounded by women in corporate, when you look up the corporate ladder, mm. the higher you go up, the less women there are. Yep, now, this is true. Now, the question there is, what's happening? Is it patriarchy? Is it bias? Is it yeah. maybe that women are not taking those risks? Um, you know, yes, there's a transition mm. when we get to having children, we start to reassess mm. our lives and we make choices. Yeah, that's true. But from my experience, and what happened is, you know, once we had that experience, that that trauma, I mean, then I had my mm. daughter, so things obviously got um, refocused. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to the point where Sorry. I was looking at these women and thinking, there are so many amazing, amazing women in this organization. Um, mm. Why do we hit the ceiling um, when we get sure. to middle management? And then I started interacting with women and started realizing, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only one who feels like an imposter. So the imposter syndrome is very prevalent in my my career. Oh, yeah. I'm not the only one who um, isn't taking risks. And then you start Mm -hmm. to wonder if it's not also a sticky floor. So is it that we Um, are not stepping up? Yeah. Because we were not encouraged to take risks. We were not encouraged to be practicing self-compassion i think that as women we are really hard on ourselves when it comes to failure so we're not encouraged to fail forward it's not okay to fail you need to be perfect um exactly and so i thought to myself i want to do something to help empower women and i then went um and i found a course that i could train myself up on which is something i would never have done before um wow um, around helping women to step out of their comfort zones. And sure. essentially what happened is I got the support of my boss at the time to run this initiative. And I trained, oh, mm, I was really, it was really great to have his support. And oh, yeah. I trained about, I don't know, over a hundred women in the organization on this course. It's called Renew You. Um, That's incredible. And through that, the insights that were coming through was that, you know, mm-hmm. irrespective of gender, race, there's like universal yeah. messages. Mm. Um, and those messages are exactly that. You, you don't take risks. You don't fail. You need to be perfect. Good girls are good girls. Good girls don't do this. Good girls don't do that. Um, and so we internalize yes. those. And these messages become mm. the story that we live by, the labels that we give ourselves. Mm. I'm not a good public speaker. Um, I'm not a leader. Um, you know, I'm not good oh. at maths or whatever it is. And so we carry that stuff with us. And it has a direct impact on how far we are willing to push ourselves to step out of that comfort zone. Exactly. Because when, sorry to interrupt you there, because when when the opportunity comes, you're already in your mind, you're saying, okay, well, I don't fit that criteria. Mm. I don't fit that criteria. So let me just take myself out the game. And it's always that, um, that debate where when men are presented with an opportunity to advance their careers or to apply for a promotion, 
chances are sometimes it's only they fill in like 60 percent mm. of what that role requires whereas as a woman you probably got 90 95 percent but you've talked yourself out of it before you've even applied Absolutely. and <laughs> a man is in there the, the man's already told themselves well i'm applying the job is mine cool let's keep it moving but you haven't even pressed that let me apply button no absolutely and i'm laughing because i remember looking at a job profile at work and printing the job spec and ticking every you know they were saying like these are the things that you need to be able to do and I was ticking and as I was going through the list I'm like okay well I can't do that I can't do that I can't do that I can't do okay so I can do like 60% of the stuff clearly I'm not qualified you know so I don't even apply for it because a I don't want to fail b Mm. it looks like I don't fit the criteria so I'm not even going to attempt it and Mm. I think that's where the perfectionism comes in um, yeah. And the the lack of putting yourself out there, because if I do yeah. and I fail, I'm going to look like a fool. Exactly. And, and in your mind, you've got that voice saying, but who do you think you are, Despina? Well, exactly. I mean, somebody else is yeah. better qualified than you are, for goodness sake. Yeah. Like, sit down, sit in your corner. And there's my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, little one. <laughs> She's now got my whiteboard eraser and is erasing on the whiteboard. So, um, so that, and, and I think what it is is because, you know, we boys are encouraged throughout their lives. I mean, you know, and I see it with myself as well. When my boys, like, do silly things, I laugh. I say to them, okay, yeah. just be careful, but go for it. But when my yeah. daughter does it, although I don't stop her because I'm very conscious about this holding girls yeah. back now, my heart yeah. actually beats a little bit faster. Yeah, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, my little girl, don't get hurt. But I don't say it out loud because mm. I don't want her to grow up with that in her mind that, oh my gosh, I yes. must do this because I'm a girl. Yes. So then what happened is that I ran this course. The girls, mm. I mean, the women, should I say, were giving me such amazing feedback. And, yeah. and they planted a seed. I remember having a discussion with a colleague of mine and she said to me, Des, you can't keep this within the organization, you need to take it out because there's so many more women who need. And of course, my mind started going, well, no, you know, I work, I can't be an entrepreneur. I've never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I need a stable salary, but that seed planted. And what I think the trauma did, and, you know, at the time it was, why did it happen to us? And then later Mm. you realize actually it happened for us was I, I started to, to think to myself, don't just dismiss, don't just dismiss it. Think sure. about it first. And and that is what I yeah. do now. You know, whenever an opportunity presents itself, like where previously I would have thought, flip, I can't do this. No, there's no way. I'll now think to myself, wow. why not? You wow. know, there's a reason why this opportunity is coming. There's a reason why this has been, you know, placed in your path. Rather yeah. think about it first and challenge your self-limiting beliefs than... Yes straight out dismissing it and 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 that's what I try and do now I try to be more purposeful more deliberate um you know more thoughtful about the things that I I do and I try and practice what I preach you know I I use myself a lot as an example in my workshop um with women because you know I was like this little mouse who didn't want to be seen um because I thought women mustn't be seen, you know, that's not the role that we have. Um, And so when we share our stories with other women, it kind of resonates with them. 
and and that whole thing about if I can be if I can see her I can be her and I really think that we need to bring out role models um yeah to the young woman and that's where the book came in you know how do you how do I teach these young women to be more empowered so that by the time they get to the workplace they already have some more insight than we had when we went exactly Oh, that's incredible. Because I think, I mean, when we go into corporate or into the working world, we have all these ideas of what it's going to be like, what we'll Mm. experience. And then when something else happens, it kind of throws you off and you're thinking to yourself, whoa, what's that about? Like, what just happened? How do I react? How do I go about working through this? And if there's no blueprints in a sense Mm. or in a way of anyone to go to to help you navigate certain areas you kind of fumble your way across and you're like oh I'm not sure and sometimes at the end of the day you end up thinking to yourself this is not the space for me and you kind of drop back or drop out Mm. um, and decide you know what I'm going to stay in my little corner I won't raise my hand up I won't volunteer myself I won't put myself out there because a past experience has taught me x y z thank you Michael yes and that's and that's so true and I think the other thing is that we feel because we don't talk about it because we we're so afraid to to share our experiences with us we think that we're the only ones who are going through this exactly and I think that there's a lot to be said about sharing and and telling Mm. your story because you don't know who needs to hear your story Um, you know like the imposter syndrome for me that was something that I only heard about in 26 no 2015 okay you know and the imposter syndrome came about um, it was identified in the 1970s yeah and I'm like oh my gosh there's there's a word for what I'm feeling yes and when you mention the imposter syndrome not many people know about it they have these feelings, but they don't know that there's actually there's a term. There's a term for it, and that you yeah. can actually um, manage it. It doesn't go away entirely, but if you can recognize yeah. what the triggers are for you, um, you can manage those feelings and realize that actually I'm not the only one. So when I started doing, yeah. so one of the workshops I developed was actually around the imposter syndrome because I, I realized that women are really held back by this thing. <laughs> Um, yes and the more you talk about it and and you know it it like gets emotional i I do a talk Mm. as well for university girls because i mean it hits everyone um yeah and again they get emotional because they don't realize that oh my gosh this is something that i've been grappling with my whole life and i'm not the only one and if i can just manage this and apply the tools um Mm. you know i can set myself free Oh, that's incredible. And I mean, look, and I think it's really amazing when you're you're reaching out to university students because mm-hmm. I mean it starts off like in school, like your high mm-hmm. school, and then once you hit university, that's a whole new world mm-hmm. and a whole new level of different thinking and interacting. And as a young woman, I'm sure guys have their own experiences, but for a young woman and you transitioning through another area of your life another area of your journey through life and you're trying to figure out who you are what you're about where your next steps are going to be and if if you aren't able to kind of work through certain things or be able to identify and be given tools it can really impact you much later even if you're not aware of it it'll trip you up in certain ways 
Absolutely. And, and that's why, um, as I said, you know, I realized through the workshops that I was having that the, yeah. the, the, the experiences that we go through as women in business actually come through from when we are younger. Yes. So if we want an, a generation of empowered young women, I need, we need to start younger. So yes. the book um, saw, you yeah. know, yes, it, 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 I mean, it teaches girls. It just, it's really just information, information yeah. that I think girls need that I think if they knew certain things, um, yes. they can make more informed choices. Yeah. So SOAR right. targets high school girls. It covers, you know, 50 different careers so that, A, there's a bit of insight as to the, you know, there's so many options out there. Yes. But it also covers things like courage and confidence and kindness and the fourth industrial mm -hmm. revolution. And I've included mm -hmm. 12 amazing South African women who are doing mm -hmm. amazing things in very different professions, you know, yes. a yeah. brewmaster, shipbuilder. Um, wow. Yes. <laughs> and, sure. You know, just to show them that there are um, opportunities to be mm -hmm. in different fields, to break barriers. You don't need yes. to be limited by what people say you should be doing. And, I, and this, you know, I've put in a lot of quotes um, that are empowering and uplifting, yeah. you know, things around don't compare yourself to others. Because I think that's another yes. thing that we as women, not only as young girls do, we compare our lives to other people. And then we say, well, I'm not there. So there's something wrong with me. I'm a failure. Uh, that's a biggie. That mm. is such a biggie. And now, I mean, for me, like personally, I mean, I'm going, like I was saying earlier that I'm, I'm in a transition mm. period i mean there are various different transitions in my own life and i mean i've got a little girl she's two but as i am growing older and going through different experiences and i'm discovering my own purpose mm. it's it's been quite an interesting um and scary also time in terms of whatever i'm learning now and whatever decisions i make now for myself I know in one way or another, those lessons and decisions will be passed on to her. Mm. So I'm very aware of the things I say yes to for myself yeah. and my life and what I say no to and what I question more. Mm. And because I know I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, what are the things that, I mean, we all know what, what are the things that feel good mm. and the things that are just like, okay, you know, this shouldn't be, this shouldn't be it. This shouldn't be my life. This mm. shouldn't be a decision I should, you know, take too long to make. Or if it doesn't feel right, then trust that instinct. Mm. And I think as you were saying earlier, as women, we never really have those conversations mm. where we kind of reach out to other women and say, you know what, I'm trying to figure out this particular chapter of my life. Like, um, you know, who do you go to? Who do you speak to? Who do you reach out to? Because I think that's the only, you know, it's one of the ways that we can learn to grow mm -hmm. and to be afforded the opportunity to understand different, like other mindsets and other different opinions. Because then it takes away that element of fear of thinking, I'm the only one who's going through mm. this. And I've been more conscious in certain um, conversations where I feel safe, where I, if someone asks me, Pumesa, how are you doing? And I'll be like, you know what? I'm actually not okay. Mm. Because we are never expected to not be okay. Mm. We always walking around, oh, the sun is always shining and everything's fun. We've got it all together. 
but a lot of the time when you actually take a moment and ask somebody how they're doing the 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 breath that they let out they're like okay <laughs> how much do you want to know <laughs> i think it also goes down to the pressure that we feel as women you know the yeah. pressure to live up to some form of an ideal of perfection so you know yeah. do you want to show your daughter an image of somebody who's always perfect and has got it together because that's completely unrealistic. Um, exactly. Or do you want her to learn that, you know, we go through highs and we go through lows. Yes. And I think, yeah. you know, as you said, we always have this thing about um, having it all together, but we don't always have it all yeah. together. And it's okay. Because. And I think that's the message that we need to tell ourselves mm. and mm. also to emulate for our, our daughters and our sons is that, we don't always have good days and that's okay. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> as long as you work through those, mm. those not so good days or whatever issues need to be worked through because every transition as, as amazing as some moments can be, there are those low moments because there are those battles and those, as much as you want to reach higher ground and get to a space where you really living your purpose there are those things you have to work through and be like okay this is a past issue what do I need mm -hmm. to learn how do I really just be like okay I've worked through this I've learned the lessons and move past it because as they always say that there's a lesson that we'll have to keep on learning mm -hmm. until we learn it because it will come back in different forms absolutely and and <laughs> you know I, I always I mean I recently saw a you know, one of these motivational videos. Yeah. And the guy was saying, you know, life is like a, you know, a heartbeat monitor in the hospital. Yeah. It goes up and yes. down. So you've got your highs and your yeah. lows. Yes. When it's a flat line, sure. what does that mean? It means that you're dead, right? Yes. So how can you expect to have a life that has no highs and no lows? Because if your life is consistently uh, the same, how boring. Yeah. And where are the lessons? This is true. That you learn because we learn the lessons in the lows. We don't learn the lessons in the highs. No, that's so true. So I think that what we need to, you know, get our minds around, and this is, yeah. you know, from the the other aspect that I do the coaching is that, you yes. know, try to see the lesson. And for mm. me, it was difficult. I mean, I hated failure. Um, yeah, perfectionism. I, I was, you know, I'm an A type personality. The yep. the levels of expectation levels that I have set for myself or had set for myself were mm -hmm. always unrealistic. Um, yeah. And so you, you walk around protecting yourself from anything that could go wrong. Yes. Because, you know, if it does go wrong, then it, it demonstrates that I'm not competent enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not clever enough. Um, and so you limit yourself. Perfection is limiting. Yeah. Um, That's true. And, you know, and now I try and say to myself, okay, well, if something goes wrong, is it the end of the world? Nope. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> and if it's not the end not. of the world, well, what can you do differently? Um, yes. I did a virtual. So one of the things that I do is I'm a part-time um, faculty member at Henley Business School Africa. So I teach. Um, oh, brilliant. Yeah. So I teach some modules there. And, yeah. you know, we, we virtual now, 100% virtual. But I did my yes. first virtual class three weeks ago and the anxiety levels were high. I've never done it before. Um, uh, and you kind yeah. of learn a way of teaching in class that now you yes. have to adjust 
virtually, right? Mm. And yeah, yeah. so well, things went wrong. I mean, there were connectivity issues on on the part of the, the delegates. My daughter okay. kept coming into the room. She knocked over my whiteboard. And every time <laughs> something went wrong, you know, yeah. I started panicking. Um, uh, yeah. So now I beat myself up about it because it's not perfect, right? Yes. But now I did another class yesterday. This is where, you know, learning from not beating yourself up, practicing compassion. Mm -hmm. And yesterday when she came in and she took all my markers, I had nothing to write with. (laughs) You know, I said to the class, look, I have no writing material, so I'm just quickly going to adapt. And I prepared a slide really quickly. Um, Oh, brilliant. So it's, it's around how can we learn from the past mistakes and not, actually beat ourselves up with them and you know Uh possibly that could go from a you know we then we get into fixed mindset and growth mindset and you know how do you adapt to challenges but I think that the lessons that we need to or the message that we need to give ourselves as women because we still do it Mm -hmm. um yeah and what we can show our kids our daughters our sons is that try learn adjust redo you know, mm. and, and go through that whole cycle and, and stop being so hard on ourselves. I think we are so hard on ourselves. And that it's, in itself is very limiting. Sure. And a- another aspect of it, I mean, how do you then, I mean, if, you, if you're solo in the world, mm. it's different. But if you partnered up, um, how do you ensure that you take your partner on this journey because I mean obviously you brought up in different mm-hmm. ways your life experiences are different so your internal blueprint and thinking is quite different mm-hmm. so now you're going through this purposeful journey as a woman how do you then ensure that you bring your partner on the journey with you um, not necessarily that they take the journey themselves mm-hmm. But for them to understand the different transitions, the different changes, the different growth areas, and not feel, you know, abandoned mm-hmm. slash overly alert and thinking, oh my gosh, what's going on? Um, and just feeling like, okay, like they've, they've, I wouldn't say lost control, but now they just don't know what they're doing or who are they mm. with, um, and then it, it just becomes that tug of war of, of you've changed. It's like, no, 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 haven't changed. Um, I'm just mm. growing. And as people, we grow as in relationships, as individuals. And it's healthy because everybody grows at different stages, mm-hmm. right? So it's being um, allowed enough grace, in a sense, to to grow and to to become fully yourself mm-hmm. because you know your partner's also going to go through that stage for themselves. So when how do you then as a woman ensure your partner doesn't feel some kind of way about it? So I think um and and I'm really just speaking from my own experience as well. Um yeah. is yeah. that I think trust is really important, you know. Mm-hmm. I think having a strong relationship as in yeah. we have a relationship of trust, we have a relationship where we can speak to one another openly yes. without judgment. Yeah. I think that's a, a big yeah. one. Um, big thing. And, you know, if you can just tell your partner where you are and if yeah. they are open-minded enough to just support you, I mean, you know, as you said, we are different. We all have different upbringings. Yeah. 
the, we we yeah. don't have to be the same. We don't need to be clones of each other. Um, exactly. And you know, my husband's journey and my journey post the trauma have been very different. He, you know, oh. he um, his lessons were different to mine, but he supports me. You know, I mean, I did have the you know, this thing about, oh my gosh, you know, I want to now change careers completely. It means it's mm. going to impact our financial situation. But mm-hmm. he supported me because he saw how important it was for me. And he could see that it, it really um, was something that I wanted to do. It, you know, people yeah. say to me when I talk about the, 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 the women's workshops, um, yeah. my whole face lights up. Um, you know, uh, they can see that. I, got, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> and I just got it's goosebumps. It's like, you know, they can see that it was meant for me. And I remember I had a coach who said to me, mm-hmm. Des, I wish you could see yourself when you talk about, you know, empowering women and helping women. Uh, um, when are you going to actually step out and do this on your own? And I was like, no, I could never do that. You know, it's just maybe <laughs> I had to try and find a way of bringing it into my work. And, and then she mm. said to me, you should see yourself when you're talking about the, the normal day-to-day stuff that you do, you know, your actual job. <laughs> and I think that, you know, with a partner who's journeying with you, mm. whether it's a business partner or a, a life partner, they will mm. see the impact that this has on you. And whether yes. they understand it or not in this point in time, mm. having their support does make a difference. And I think if they can just accept that this is a journey that you're going through, and to support yeah. you on it, they'll eventually mm. see the benefit of it, not just for you, but for them as well. For them, that's so true. Oh, wow. Despina, we're almost mm. out of time. So please let us know where can we find the book? Mm. Where can we reach out to you? How do people get in touch for a workshop, um, any one-on-one sessions mm. if you have any, but just to interact with awesome. you Awesome, thank you. So I do have a website. It's called um, mm-hmm. purposefulwoman.co.za. Okay. And okay. on the website, there's a, um, a drop-down menu for services. There's also a okay. contact page. Um, my email address, despina at purposefulwoman.co.za. Um, yeah, and, you know, my passion is to help young girls and women mm. to realize their potential and to especially yeah. identify the messages, the self-limiting messages and assumptions that they live by every day and the, the assumptions mm. that are holding them back. And, you know, if mm. I've got some articles and blog posts and all of that on there as well. So if any of those help in any way, yeah. you know, like the book, for instance, the book is available on online through me so they can either okay. email me okay. or go into the online um shop it's one book okay and it may not change everybody's lives you know who read it but it might change one mm-hmm. life and that's that's something that's a big thing mm-hmm. that's absolutely a big thing now a message for um some of the guys I mean there are some guys who do listen to the yes. podcast and I do I do spread it I do spread like to my, to my guy friends even I'm like here yeah, listen like I know you're a guy it's called sister it out it doesn't matter but just listen You're you can share it with somebody else another woman in your life but um a message for anybody who's going through a difficult um period right now especially now with lockdown mm. 
um, I think it's forced many of us. I mean, last week I had like an, a horrible mm-hmm. week um, and I really had to take time out mm-hmm. and be like, okay, Pumesa, what's happening in your world? Um, what, what, what are the areas that I need to just focus on and be aware of? And I mean, it's, it's come at a very difficult time and it's going to bring up a lot of different issues in terms of socioeconomic mm. and personal mm. and all those things. But how are people, um, you know, going to move forward? How do we move forward? And is there anything that you can share to just so that people can keep in mind and be like, you know what, it's going to be okay. Mm. It may not be okay the way that we thought it would be okay mm. in the beginning of the year. But, um, you know, is there anything that you'd like to share? So I think... Um you know, especially for business people, I mean, and I find it with myself, yeah. you know, that you have an idea of how much income you're going to have, how many workshops you're going to run. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. it's just, you know, it's, it's the self-compassion, I think, is a huge thing. Realize that this yeah. is, you know, unprecedented times that we are living through. Um, yeah. And to not try and control things that are out of your control, number one. You know, mm. this is not your fault. So don't yeah. beat yourself up, number one, about that. But to try and yeah. control the things that you can control. So, yeah. you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you are feeling anxious, how can you manage that and focus on yeah. managing what's happening in the mind? So mindfulness for me is a huge thing, and I've included that in the book as well, is mm-hmm. how do you manage your anxiety levels? Um, if you're feeling yeah. lonely, you know, can you reach out to people? Um, you know checking in on other people as well I mean you know as I mentioned I did a class yesterday and there's a lot of um, people who are on their own they don't actually have anyone in the house with them and if you know of people like that so can you possibly focus less on yourself and what you're going through and maybe reach out to others who might be going through something Um, and what is important for you right now like you said you know you had to refocus and say okay what's important to me right now yeah it's not going to be everything, but there might be some things that you prioritize above all else. And that might be number one, my sanity, number two, my family, um, and number three, my work. And if those are your priorities, then it's to really spend some time focusing on what are those things that are important around those three topics. So in terms Mm. of work, you know, what is it important? Is it important to stay in touch with clients? Well, how can you do that? You know, do you send them a weekly email Um, Mm -hmm. you know, do you just touch base? Do you maybe think of new ways of doing business online? So I think it's just maybe doing silent brainstorming. Um, But after you calm yourself down, you need to have the mind for it. So it's really about focusing the mind, realizing you can't control everything and work on the things that you can control. Sure. Amazing. Okay. That's perfect. (laughs) It's been Thank you Thank so you, much. Thank, Thank you so much for the time. I really it's, appreciate No, it's been amazing. Thank you for joining Sisterhood Our Conversations. And I'm really looking forward to attending one of your workshops. Ah, awesome. And can, <laughs> it'll be amazing. It'll be absolutely amazing. And yeah, continue doing the work that you do. It's really appreciated. And I know a lot of women are benefiting from it and will continue. And generations to come as well. Thank you. Thanks. That's really amazing. Thanks for saying that. I appreciate it. Thank you. And stay safe. Keep well. You too. Bye. Bye.